You are now listening to the Whipped Cream Podcast with Bianca Harris and Chantel Chapman. Escobar, CBR bikes, I'm switching gears, headlights, shots so bright, bitches freeze like this. Them fiends want that D boy, fed sending decoy, pack that heat boy, push you where you rest in peace boy, get your mama's house shot up, bodies all Hey guys, welcome back to the Whipped Cream Podcast. I am your host, Bianca Harris. And I'm Chantel Chapman. Please don't forget to review and subscribe to this podcast because number one, it makes us popular. And number two, <laughs> and number two, what's the number two? We'll oh, it keep, you miss so you don't miss out on anything. That's it. All right. Let's jump right into this. Okay, guys, we're going to start out with our quote of the day. Um, it's so funny. Um, Bianca and I both. I think we both posted the same quote um, the other day on, on Instagram. On the same day. On the same day, yeah. Uh, this amazing uh, woman, Corinne, she has a company called We're Not Really Strangers. And we actually interviewed her for one of the upcoming episodes. And she's an artist. And we'll talk more about her in another podcast. But she posted this question. Are you really healed or are you just distracted? I'm distracted, baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Holy shit. Right. I feel like this this question, this statement, really like summarizes this consumerism world that we live in. Interesting take. Please because, tell me why. Well, because um, anytime like we experience any pain boredom inadequacy what are we told to do we're told to go and get a pedicure yeah go shop exactly buy something take care of yourself like get rid of that right away because it's not meant you're not meant to sit in that right you're Mm -hmm. meant to soothe you're meant to distract and take that out away right away you're only meant to feel pleasure And so when I read this, that's what it reminded me of. It reminded me of being on like that hedonic treadmill of like searching pleasure all the time, trying to get rid of any pain. And when we think of healing, healing is like, is a place that we get to once we've acknowledged the pain and we've sat in the pain. Like I can't have pain and then distract myself and then I'm healed. So it's almost like I feel like what she's saying here is, are you re- are you really healed or are you just distracted? Did you ask yourself the question though when you read it? Yeah. So what do you think? Well, for you, I th- this is such an irrelevant question to me in my life because I recently, like five or six months ago, I ended a nine year relationship with my fiance, and when I would typically like end a relationship in the past, I would jump right away to the next relationship and I would even say this I would say the best way to get over someone is to get under someone else yeah that's like a saying yeah and I fucking believe that that's the worst way (laughs) (laughs) that is I would give like friends that advice that's crazy and so this time in this this um ending of this relationship I was like, no, I cannot distract. I cannot go and find someone else. I cannot go and go out drinking and get wasted. I can't do these things, go shopping or whatever, 
because was shopping a thing for you it was yeah it was but I did a lot of work too it's not a thing at all because of all the work that I've done yeah but it was it was a thing oh me too yeah hardcore totally um yeah we can get into that on another episode we'll talk about the trauma of money program and like what that shopping for me personally did but yeah it's pretty deep but um so this time I, I sat in it and I sat in the darkness because my goal was healing. Like I didn't want to distract because my distractions took away from my healing. Right. You know? But, yeah. But then I noticed when you have the awareness that something's a distraction and you put yourself in that space with the knowing that it's a distraction... You start to like look at the relationship with the distraction. So like, okay, let's say I'm like dating someone else and it's distracting me from my pain, but I know it's a distraction. I start looking at like what it's bringing up for me, like the triggers that it's it's recreating. So in a way that the, a distraction with a certain level of awareness can be part of your healing too. Okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah. What about you? Like, if you were to ask yourself that. Yeah, when I did my, like, inventory of when I read the quote, I was like, oh, damn. I'm definitely distracted. But I'm still healing certain areas of my life. But I I just, when it, what came up for me was I thought about my life as a whole. Yeah. Like, I didn't, I didn't compartmentalize different areas. For me, Uh, I thought of it as a whole. I'm like, my whole fucking life is a distraction. Yeah. Like, a lot of the things I'm doing is, like, to distract me from... I feel like for me, what came up was like, distract me from finding out what it is that I really want to do. Oh, that, that was a big one that came up for me. Wow. I was like, Oh, why did I have to see this quote? Oh, crazy. Cause that's like something that's been going on in the background. I told you, as I said, right. I know you have. Um, but reading that was like, really made it come to the forefront of like, I've been doing all these things, but what am I really doing? Interesting. So that's where I'm at with it. I haven't delved any deeper, but I've been thinking about it since I saw it. I mean, that's even just to be at that place, that level of awareness, to even ask yourself that question, like, what am I distracting myself with? What am I distracting myself from? Because that's that's all we're all doing, really, if you think about it. It is. And you know what? (laughs) As you say that, I'm looking at, like, even my situation with my relationship and the breakup. Fuck, I distracted myself with food at times. Oh, for sure. You know, I I distracted myself with Netflix. I distracted myself with work. I, you know. Yeah. And then I go, when I'm not distracting myself, what I really want to be doing is just connecting with other people. Yeah. That's when I feel like I'm not distracted. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Interesting. Yeah. Are you really healed or are you just distracted? Ask yourself that, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard one to kind of look at. It is. Should we do a check-in? Let's do a check-in. Okay. You go first. So guys, I don't know if we even talked about this before. Each week what we're going to do is you'll kind of hear us check in with each other um, at the beginning of every episode. Okay. Just because before we get into anything, I think it's good to just unload some shit. Yeah. Okay. So I feel kind of embarrassed and nervous about <laughs> this check-in. <laughs> That means you should share it even more. Fuck. So and Do you want to know why? Why? Because the more nervous and embarrassed you are, 
means that there's probably a lot, a lot of other people that feel the same and will not share it, but you're going to have the courage to share it, which is going to help them. I don't know if I have the courage to share it. I It's more of like, well, now that I brought this up and if I don't do it, you're going to be pissed at me. No, I I, I'm a people pleaser. No, so. Well, that's honest. Yeah, exactly. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at it as you have enough courage to share okay. it. Okay, we're going to call this courage. So, it's Friday afternoon. Um, we're doing this podcast. And um, prior to this podcast... <laughs> and I decided this isn't funny I but we gotta laugh at it remember what we said earlier oh, yeah lighten up yeah it's Bianca, not that deep yeah Bianca and I decided to go to um uh sex and love addicts anonymous meeting <laughs> literally a few hours before we're recording guys yeah and so I I was like I just moved to Toronto and I'm, I'm feeling super unsettled, like really not grounded. So <clears throat> I, um, I take a part in some like recovery lineages. One of those recovery lineages is Al-Anon, which is basically like a recovery program for people who have had addicts in their lives. Another one is um, ACA, which is Adult Children of Alcoholics or Dysfunctional Families. Another program that I um, kind of connect with is CODA, Codependency Anonymous. Um, But one that was kind of just seemed very interesting to me right now is this Sex and Love Addicts Anonymous. And I know that like, because I'm feeling so unsettled right now with this move that the meetings are a good thing for me. Because if you haven't ever been to a recovery meeting, basically you go in and they read some literature. The literature is really fucking wise. And then everyone, not everyone, but people share. If you choose to. If you choose to. And they share what's present for them right now. They share what's happening in the moment they share what's happening in the past they share about their fantasies of the future and there's no crosstalk there's no fixing it's just like being in the space and knowing that other people are suffering too and and in some of those stories you can see yourself so it's like a really healing thing to do um so yeah i just i you know i got out of a nine-year relationship recently I um, grew up, my father or my pseudo father was a heroin addict. I had other addiction in my family. It's just, it's kind of a present theme in my life. And even though I didn't identify as someone who had like any substance abuse addictions, I definitely like had, there was some energy around that. Um, I think, can I just stop for a sec? Listen, I feel like for everybody listening, Sometimes we tend to tune out of these conversations because we're like, well, I don't have substance abuse issues. Yeah. I don't have addiction to that. Substance abuse is just one kind of addiction. Totally. There are lots of kinds of addictions. Yeah. Love, yeah. sex, relationships, food, shopping. Like we could, the list goes on and on. Yeah. So regardless of what we're kind of talking about, you can, you can kind of put in there, yeah. like, like replace that with whatever. Yeah. Well, for sure. One of my addictions was work. Like yeah. for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. So I was kind of thinking about like myself in a relationship like in a love relationship and I'm like I have no framework for a healthy relationship and you know I'm I'm here in Toronto I'm like single and and you know I've 
I, I met someone who is amazing and like doesn't have some of the shit that I'm used to. Right. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, oh fuck, I got to sabotage this. And why do I need to do that? Because I'm so afraid of like, I don't know, there's this whole thing around safety uh, and worth and value. And um, so... I reached out to Bianca. I'm like, let's go to a sex and love addicts. Maybe. Here's what I want to talk about. Why are you embarrassed to share that? Why? Because, mm-hmm. like, well, first of all... Because like, I know why I would be, but I'm curious. Well, like, first of all, sex addict, like, that just sounds very devious to me. Right? And um, I so don't identify with a sex addict. That's just not something that I identify with. It's not, it feels dark, it feels dirty, and it feels devious. And that's probably because of tr- other trauma that I have. The love addiction thing, to me, feels like if anyone knew I went to a love addiction meeting, they might see me as, like, needy. Right. And weak. So that's why you don't want to share it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When it's like, I'm actually not a needy person. I'm not. Um, I'm actually quite independent. You are so independent. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, in my perspective of you. Yeah. And I I see myself as a very strong, independent woman. But um, what it is, is I I want a healthy framework for a relationship. And... I think what co- like what comes up for me in your speaking is like I'm really strong and independent too, but I am very needy when it comes to relationships. <laughs> not like I need your attention twenty four seven, but I need to know you're not going to leave. Yeah, yeah. Like, and that yeah, sounds like a don't like a very me. yeah. That yeah. sounds like a very oh, that's simple. No, yeah. no, that's a really deep yeah yeah <laughs> crazy thing that comes up a lot yeah in everyday relationships yeah. that will completely sabotage yeah a relationship. Right? Totally. Same. So you can be really strong, but also still be, and I don't know if needy is the right word. I still, for me, that word still hasn't, I think codependent is more of a word that works. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what's interesting, you know, that app that we love the pattern, <clears throat> right? So the pattern's like an astrology app. It's, uh, there was one thing that said in there about me that like a relationship to me is deeply important, but I'm not willing to admit it because it appears to be weak. Yeah, we can totally agree on that one. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. And so I think that's like why I'm sabotaging. So yeah, so we today, my check-in is we went to this love addiction meeting. And holy fuck, every time I go into a recovery meeting, I like, I, I, I leave with so much awareness and so much more wisdom. And, um, yeah, there was just so much stuff in that room, like, that I was like, wow, I didn't even know this was a thing. Like they read this literature about, um, systems within a relationship. So like an open system relationship or a closed system. And I'm not talking about like, we have an open relationship. So we fuck around. It's more like in a closed system relationship, the two are so dependent on each other that the one person couldn't go and do Italian lessons because it would be a threat to the entire system of their relationship. How many relationships do you know like that? Because most of the relationships that I know that are around me and people that I know are like that. Yes. Not open. Yeah. Like 
you can't even go on vacation because yeah. that's going to threaten our relationship. Like yeah. you can't grow it. Like how fucking suppressive is that? And and it, it's crazy because it's like, we don't do it to be malicious or mean. Yeah. yeah. You're not, we're, most of us are not operating from that. Yeah. From that. It's mostly just like, it's, it's so not even clear. about the relationship or the person that you're in love with. It's about the system of it, which I find so interesting. Yes. Because you can see that clearly yeah. when you're not in it and you're watching another person's relationship, you can clearly see that. I'm like, you're not even in love with the person. You're in love with the whole yeah. system here. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with that. Exactly. But it's not even in <clears throat> love. It's like in fear of the system like going away yeah 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 so that was that was really eye-opening and the one thing that I got from it is like I know in relationship that I really am the type of person who will elevate my partner and I will encourage them to be who they are and do what they do and that's that's kind of who I am I'm I'm very supportive in that way but where it's a problem for me is that I will um, be elevating them so much and too afraid to speak up for what boundaries I need within the relationship. So that's my system. Like, I'm just not going to say anything and whatever because I'm so afraid that, you know, if I, uh, if I bring forward what I need to feel good in the relationship and it doesn't work for their life, then they'll abandon me. Right. Yeah. It all comes back to that. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes back. It always comes back. Like, and this is what's so interesting with my work around money. Like that core belief that I have in relationship is the same core belief that I have with money. It always comes down to like, for me, it's like, I'm not worthy. Same. If you're not worthy, they'll ignore you. They'll abandon you. You're not safe. You don't, you don't have a voice at this table. Yeah. Oh man. Huge. Yeah. It's yeah. debilitating. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, it is. And, um, but you know what? Like, I'm so grateful for the awareness that I have to even be like, okay, I want a solid framework for a relationship. So I'm going to go to this meeting to be proactive. Yeah. I'm not going to this meeting because I, I'm, I find myself in an abusive relationship and now I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. You know? Well, yeah, I think that's such a great point because it's like there are tools out there to help us. Yeah. Sometimes we just don't want to use them. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're going to have to face, right? Yeah. So it's amazing that you're willing to do that. Yeah. Even though it ain't pretty or it doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I got a pamphlet from the meeting that Mm -hmm. I found to be really interesting. It lists out like 12, I guess 12 statements of an unhealthy or healthy relationship. So why don't we just like read three from each? Okay. Okay, so unhealthy relationship. We have a feeling of clinging and neediness. We think we will die if we don't have this person. And then the healthy version would be, we feel comfortable when we're apart from our partner. We feel feel secure in the connection. Um, uh, Another one, we unhealthy. We see a decline in self-care and participation in our own activities. We experience a loss of self. And then the healthy version is we maintain self-care. We stay engaged in our own lives. Our sense of self is intact. Um, Let's see. 
We act out our feelings of anger, fear, and sadness in an attempt to manipulate our partner. That's unhealthy. Healthy is we take regular inventory of our words and actions and make amends when we have caused harm to our partner. Yeah. Super interesting. <laughs> Very. This whole thing, I'm like, fuck. Want to read one more? Yeah. Um... We give in, we, we give in, sorry, hold on. We give in order to get and or manipulate our partner. Um, the healthy version is we freely give and receive and receive gifts of time, service, and resources. That's really interesting because like sometimes people who can be like caregivers they're constantly like giving, 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 but it's a form of manipulation. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Because if I give and give, then I'm like safe in this space. Yeah. I'm giving and giving. There's a, I, I mean, I know a lot of people in relationships that give and give because they don't want the other person to leave. Like you've given me so much and you've made it so easy. Why would I leave this? Yeah, exactly. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <sighs> That's another one too with like money. Oh, yeah. Relationship. Somebody has saying. more money and the other person doesn't. You feel like that's a form of manipulation even if, if no one's saying it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So that's my check-in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's a whole lot to swallow. It is. It is. But you know what? That's life. That's what's shown up for me today. My check-in is kind of weird because I've been feeling very coasty lately, like, yeah. which I don't like. I've been feeling like there's an upside to it where I feel pretty calm, but I also feel like not the most alive. Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I relate to that actually. You know, like I don't feel invigorated right now. I don't feel, I, but I feel good. I don't, I don't have any, compl- like I'm not like in the swallows right now, like in the darkness. So that's my other side. I'm like, well, at least you're not there. That's the kind of stage I'm at. I'm like, I was in the darkness for so long feeling so shitty. Well, I'm like, one side of my brain's like, oh, at least you're not there. But then I, I intuitively know, like, you could be doing, you could be feeling so much better than this. Yeah. Um, that's my check-in, really, as a whole, when I'm thinking about it. Because I don't really know what to do with that. What do you think that's from? Like, is it the weather? Is it... No, I can't blame it on the weather. I feel like it's just a matter of me not fully doing in every area not every area me not fully doing what it is that I want to be doing got it you know because I'm in a very transitional point I think like I'm like still learning new things and I want to change my career and doing all that being in that muddiness there where you're not really clear is not a fun place to be in totally but I think that's one of the problems is like even listen to the language that you're using to describe it is like I'm in the muddiness no, you're not in the moneyness. You're in the like the you're collecting data. You're in like that exploratory phase, and you don't know what's gonna happen. And wait, that's true. And I'm so exciting. yeah, I'm so not used to feeling like that. Yeah. That I feel like I'm like, am I doing something wrong here? Yeah. You know, I'm so used to like striving. Yeah. That I don't feel like I'm doing that right and now. And also outcome. Yeah. What is this gonna give? Like, or what is this gonna be? Versus like, hey, well, right now I'm at a point where I'm just kind of enjoying what's coming up. 
I'm present for it. Yeah, it's so chill. And my life was so chaotic for so long that I'm like, what the fuck is wrong here now? Yeah. Yeah. Right? You know what's interesting is um, in like uh, in the adult children of dysfunctional families program for recovery one of the they have this thing it's called the laundry list and it's basically like characteristics of an adult child so adult child is an adult who's basically letting their inner child guide them so they're letting their traumatized inner child show up in certain situations right so one of the characteristics is we become addicted to excitement and when we don't feel like that level of like the high and the low of something, we're like, I'm don't feel any life. I feel like <laughs> that's me. Like, is anything? <laughs> nothing is really like wrong. But I, I'm just not like super stoked, you know. And it's like, it's so interesting because like in yoga and all these spiritual practices, they that's all, where you want to be. They talk about a neutral, neutral mind. Yeah, man. You know the equanimity, like that place of. That's balance. how I've been feeling lately, and I'm also just like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, here? yeah. Yeah, you're like, why am I so dull? I'm so beige. This sucks versus looking at it as a good thing. Yeah. I'm so unaccustomed to it yeah. that I'm trying to, my brain is hardwired to find the problem in it. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's, it's kind of good to like say this out loud to get a different, because it's been in my head. Wait, and having you also been doing a daily meditation that focuses on building a neutral mind? Yeah, every day. <laughs> Oh, there you go. It's working, Bianca. <laughs> I'm like, and now what's the problem with this neutral mind of mine? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's so weird though, because you're like, nothing makes me super happy. Is that bad to say? But nothing makes me super sad either. Nothing makes me super angry. Like, it's weird. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. It's just, I'm not accustomed to it. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's a very like, like something will, something will happen. Like, okay, so I'm driving the other day, for instance, in, in my car. And the person in front of me was going, I'm saying really so, like, everyone was going around them. No big deal. So I went around them. And the person behind me got pissed that I went around them. Yeah. Like, that was in the opposite lane. Does that make sense? So I'm seeing him in my rear view telling me, he's telling me to suck his cock. Okay? <laughs> he's going, suck my fucking cock. And he wouldn't stop. Okay? So I just went like this. He like, he like, got, suck my cock. Yeah, he wouldn't, he would not stop. I'm talking five minutes of this. Oh, my God. The old me, I Was not... he cute? No, he was not cute. Like, at least can I get some offers that I want? <laughs> Come on. I haven't dated anyone in a while. Anyway, so this, he's just going and going and going. And then I was laughing and then I felt the anger come through and then the laughter again. Like it was just like, but the old me would have stopped two minutes in, gotten out of the car and reamed him out. Not even joking. No way. I would have been like, you motherfucker. Especially because it's a dude telling me that yeah. and now you're degrading me. Yeah. And then they ended up driving by. Like they, they, I turned and they kept going. So like that was over and I go, that was three seconds or whatever. However many minutes of my life where I could have reacted in a way of like losing my shit. But instead I just kind of laughed it off. Like when he said that it did kind of like trigger and irk me in a way. Cause I'm like, you dirty man. <laughs> yeah. And then I was, and then I let it go. And I was like, that's how I thought of the neutral thing. Wow. As I was turning, I was like, this is really weird. And then it's just like, it's so different and new that I'm also, I'm almost being like, but 
I, I guess we're so trained to be like, you should be going back off on him and be like, fuck you, you motherfucker. And like, follow him to wherever he is and like cause a whole scene. Yeah. That's kind of what we're taught to like fight back and do all of that. I'm like, but I have to go to the gym now. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I could have let that ruin my whole day. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just so interesting doing this kind of work and like meditating every day and like becoming neutral because, because when you get there, it's weird. It is weird. Yeah. You're so right. And I've actually never heard anyone talk about like, how do you prepare yourself for the neutral mind? Cause it's a different state, you know? And well, it could, it's easy to be neutral if I'm in some fucking park somewhere on a retreat and everything yeah. is fine. Cause then I'm like, Oh, I can accept this mind. But what about when you're in real life? Yeah. It's really, it's really strange and new territory. Yeah. Um, that's what I've kind of been experiencing. And also you might be missing the excitement. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I was so up and down and high and low and eat too much shit, then go on the diet and then drink too much and yeah. then be on a hangover. And now I'm on a cleanse. Like it was always so extreme that now when you're in the middle place, and I'm not fully in the middle place, but I am a lot more. Um, it's really weird. Yeah. It's really, really weird at the moment. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for bringing this up because you're right. Like I kind of feel like that too. And really? Like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we should just move to venice i think that's yeah. the, the ultimate uh fix yeah. here <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like i was so especially and this really is and it's becoming i i guess exactly what you said you pointed out even in my language of uh, in it i was so like i need to reach for the next job and i need to make a lot more a lot more money i need to get a better car and i need to get a better place and i'm gonna have this and and now I don't feel like that as much. Like there's still things that I'm striving towards, but I'm always like I have such a, a morbid way of looking at it too. I'm like, but we're all gonna die. Why do I have to try this hard? Yeah. Like why? Like and I look at my grandparents that are like I have one left, and she's so old, and she's 86, and she's in a home. And I look at the shit they went through to like provide a life for all of us, and I'm like, and then it just comes down to this. Like so, why not just like chill out a bit? You know, you know what's missing, I think, for us right now in our, like, getting used to the neutral mind is appreciating the moments of beauty. And what I just thought about when you talked about your grandparents is when you were telling me about when you go to Italy and how they just, like... Oh, my God. They're, they're like, they, they um, appreciate the moments of beauty in, like, food, they or talk, like, my cousins will talk about a shoe they bought and the details of a shoe. No joke, no exaggeration for an hour. Yeah. I bought this shoe. Me and my mom were talking about it. I bought this shoe and it had these tassels and then they talk about the tassels and when they, where they were made and did it for an hour about this one object. And I really sat back and I thought, and at first I was like, get to the fucking point. <laughs> yeah. Who fucking cares about this shoe? Yeah. Why do you, why am I hearing about this shoe for so long? Yeah. Like I heard about the shoe enough. <laughs> and then an hour would go by and I'm like. I <laughs> I was like, holy shit. It's not about the shoe, Bianca. It's really not about the shoe. No. Like appreciating shit. We are so spoiled and lazy. Yeah. It's not even funny. Like just appreciating the small little things. Yeah. Whether it's a shoe or a conversation or the bowl of food. Yeah. Such eye opener. Yes. And I think that's what's needed to add into that place in the neutral mind where it's like, yeah, no, it's not like roller coaster excitement, you know, or like orgasm excitement all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes like, wow, let's like look at this 
the nature or whatever it is, the shoe or the flower, details. the details. And let's just like really slow down and tune into that moment of beauty and experience that. But it's not like, um, it's not like an, a roller coaster for our nervous system. Oh man. Right. So true. Yeah. I think that's so, I think we're go like, I want to explore this more because it's so having that being in that space and in this culture yeah. where you're literally you are like brainwashed to think that you need to go somewhere and be something and do something and, and accumulate something is really difficult. It is. That yeah. is what I'm pointing to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's like, that's the, that is why having a, like your own program is so important because like have a program or be programmed. Right. Wow. I just got chills. Yeah. Oh, it's so, it's like so much unlearning. That's how I feel at this point in my life. Like I'm like, I can learn whatever, but unlearning all this shit yeah. is a whole lifetime of work. Yeah. You know, that I'm happy to do, but yeah. it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an unlearning and it's also a remembering of like, like who we are on a very simple level, like a, more of a soul level. Yeah. No, it's simple is the right word. I yeah. really, I really think so. Like there's such a battle in my mind all the time of like, I just want to like go and be. Mm-hmm. And not do all of these things and on this ladder. But then yeah. I'm also like, but what's wrong with like wanting to accumulate all this stuff? But I, my inner self knows yeah. that like that's that side. What, what it is, is that side of my brain is getting shut off more and more and more. And I'm having to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, right? a, there's a grieving process probably. I'm really having to deal with like, maybe I really don't want that life I've told myself that I've wanted for a really long time. Yeah. That's where I'm at. That's my check-in. Yeah. Holy motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. That's a big check-in. Huge. Maybe I don't want that life that I've been thinking I've wanted for a long time. Maybe those are some other person's beliefs or some culture's beliefs that I've been literally taught to think that I needed. Yeah. Because when I strip it all away... Yeah. I don't need any of it. And I think my age has another part to do with it, too. Okay. I'm like, why am I realizing this all now? What am I going to do for the next however many years? Like, go <laughs> meditate on a beach all day somewhere? Like, that's the... Uh, I'm confronting that part of myself. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's really fucking scary. Yeah, and th- and that's, I think, part of the process when you're on that path is like, okay, what does it look like to go to the far extreme? Okay, well, I'm going to now live in an ashram and be a monk <laughs> or whatever. Um, no, maybe that doesn't work for me. So like, how can I be a citizen of these two worlds? Yes. Like the inner worlds and the outer worlds, right? Yeah. And it's trying to find that place of, um, it's never this or that. It's both. It's both. Never this or that. Yeah, that's so true. You know, and you know, um, my friend the other day, I was like having a hysterical freak out about <laughs> something. And she sends me a list of cognitive distortions. And a cognitive distortion <clears throat> is basically your brain. Do you want me to read them to you? Yeah. Because they're awesome. Let's do it. Okay, where's this message? Welcome to the new podcast, boys and girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cognitive distortions. So one of them is overgeneralizing. You see a constant negative pattern based on one event. Two, blaming, denying. You blame others for your problems or mistakes or you blame yourself when it wasn't entirely your fault. The cognitive distortion that I was just referencing now is... um, uh, 
all or nothing thinking. You see things as absolutes and no gray areas. Me. Yeah. And then here's another one. Shoulds. You have a rigid code of conduct dictating how you and others should behave. You criticize yourself harshly when you fail to follow these rules. Negativity bias. You notice all the negatives but fail to notice the positive. Catastrophizing. You expect the worst. Um, Magical thinking. You think everything will be better when you're thinner, you're richer, you're in the relationship, you get the job. Over-personalizing. You make things personal when they aren't. You believe other people's opinions are facts. You think what other people do or say is in reaction to you. Mind reading, you make assumptions. (laughs) Double standard. You hold yourself to a higher standard than everyone else. Um, Fallacy of fairness. You You think things should work out according to what you think is fair. And then emotional reasoning. You think your feelings are facts. So these are like cognitive distortions. Someone told me once, the last one just made me remember something. Someone told me once, I don't remember where I was. Feelings are not a good source of reality. Totally. I was like, oh, I felt like relief come off of my body. Yeah, yeah. Because that was my whole life at the time. Yeah. Everything is based on how I feel. Wasn't your sign all about feelings? That's why it was such a big one for me. Yeah. I, my whole life was based on what I feel. What does what I feel have to do with what's, what, what's actually going on? Yeah. So like hearing that really made me be able to separate the two. Yeah. Anyway, that's just what came up But there's that. also a dark and a light side to everything, right? Like that cognitive distortion. It's not an all or nothing thinking. Like your feelings are so valuable in so totally. many situations. Totally. Right? But I feel like there's a, the, when you're only operating from that area was when I got into trouble. Because that's like I'm only operating from a feelings and no logical. Yeah. not No logic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you need the, the balance. Of course. Yeah. Or it's a hot mess. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks for reading those. Yeah, no problem. Next on the docket is to recap our trip to LA. Oh. What can I say? <laughs> well, we sat in traffic a lot. <laughs> we have a lot of really great episodes of, of podcasts coming up that we did in LA. I think it's about five of them, um, which I think you guys are going to really enjoy. But like, be ready to listen to them. They're not just like, you know, ha ha ha. They're like, we get in there. Yeah. If, that, if I'm articulating that correctly. Yeah. Yeah, we go pretty deep, I'd say. Yeah. I'm really excited for these podcasts to come out because, like, some of the people that we interviewed are, like, coaches and guides in kind of a life sense. And And big coaches and guides. Like, these are people that are, like, working in the industry day in and day out, making differences and changes. Yeah. Yeah. And from a spiritual aspect, which I think is really important. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, even just listening to the podcast is, like, getting a free session with, with them, which is um, an immense amount of value. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Um, so, yeah, we are going to be doing listener letters um, coming up and a couple of other things that we're going to be doing to interact. But we thought we'd start off with this. Um, so, when you listen to this episode, if you have a question for us or want to share something that we can kind of share on the podcast... Um, you can email us at info at whippcreamradio.com. Uh, it's info at W-I-P-P-Cream, C-R-E-A-M-E, radio.com. 
Um, so just leave us a question that's not 50 pages long and we'll um, maybe share it on the podcast and give you our perspective. And if there's a guest on, hopefully get their perspective as well. Um, those will be coming in upcoming episodes. Um, and I think that's it for today, y'all. Yeah. Anything else? I mean, I feel like I just like talked about <laughs> all of my issues and people are going to think I'm fucking crazy. That's not true. <laughs> so many people are going to relate to it. And that's why, and that's exactly why I wanted to put this out here in a more authentic way yeah for myself as well yeah it's gonna push me to kind of share and anytime I've done that on this podcast you haven't done it yet but anytime I've done that on this platform because people can't see us for whatever reason so many messages thank you god that you said that thank you god it's really helped me yeah I I tend to do this when I do podcast interviews where I'm like shit did I just say that I remember you said that when we did our our first interview yeah yeah yeah, but there's something that comes, takes over and is like autopilot, like talk about this shit. Well, I mean, we'll end it off on this note. I think somebody, somebody gave me this advice a long time ago. They're like, you not sharing is you not being a contribution. And mm. when you're not being a contribution, you're not helping others. Oh, and when you're that. not helping others, you're suffering. Yeah. And you're isolating. Yeah, I love that. So make sure you keep sharing, even though sometimes you're going to be vulnerable. You're not going to want to share. You're going to feel embarrassed. But once you let it out, you're going to attract more people that are going through the same thing, which is going to then fulfill you and them. It's like a big circle. Yeah. So like you not sharing, and this goes for everybody, like it's, it's you holding back from being a contribution to other people. I love that. I love the word contribution because I feel like... It takes us out of the arena of the ego where yeah. we focus on how can I contribute here. Totally. Yeah. For sure. Beautiful. Um, so you can find me at I am Bianca Harris on Instagram. At Chantel Chapman. And then you can find our podcast at WCR Podcast and iHeartRadio as well. And make sure you follow that page specifically because it'll have all of our updates, upcoming episodes, guests, and that's all, folks. <laughs> Bugs Bunny. (laughs) I've said that a few times.